balance is stupid. My life was unintegrated. Welcome to All In. I'm Rick Jordan. Today I'm the CEO of a large technology company, but in 2007, I lost it all. And now I'm here to share the lessons I've learned and the strategies my guests have used to build success from the bottom up. And in every episode, you'll get something to reach for and something to grab onto. Whether it's personal development, business, technology, or giving back, You'll be able to ignite the spark in your life to make that change and transformation so 10 years down the road from now, you'll be able to look back and say, I don't even know that person that I was. I'm so glad I decided to rise. I'm so glad I decided to stand up and actually begin to start to ignite the spark, to go all in. Hey, welcome to All In with Rick Jordan. I am Rick Jordan. This episode, we're going to be talking about this craziness that exists out there. Everyone is always talking, whether you're in business, whether you're an owner, or whether you're employed somewhere, a lot of this tends to center around work and family. And everyone says, oh, I've got to find this balance. You know, I might be working too much and I'm not seeing my family enough or I don't see where the light is at the end of the tunnel because I feel like I'm just grinding away at things and maybe this isn't the right thing to go after. So I'm going to add in a couple others too, because I need to have balance. I hear a lot of entrepreneurs or investors say, you know, I need to have a diverse or balanced portfolio, you know, because I don't feel that one stream of income will really achieve what I need to achieve. So I have to have all these different things that might be able to provide this one goal that I'm trying to reach in my life. And I get a lot of flack about this too, because it, there's a lot that I do. I travel a lot for speaking, for, uh, for podcast recording, for events that I'm at, for um, just training people, for coaching them, for security, for technology. I, I travel a lot. And this past year and a half has been more than ever because I've done it was in a matter of three months, it was 17 or 18 TV appearances nationwide. I mean, large, large markets. Uh, I still have an invitation to go on Fox in Los Angeles when the time is right for them. And I was on Chicago. I was in Washington, D.C. I was in San Diego, Las Vegas right here. I was on Fox 8 or uh, CBS 8 here. And all these different appearances took up a lot of time and Still, I have a couple of businesses that I run that I own, and there's just a lot going on, and I've got great teams to help me with that, but the problem is I can only be one place physically at the same time. It'd be nice if I could have some little Rick Jordan clones or robots running around, but that's just not going to happen. It might freak some people out, so I don't think I would ever do that. It's scaring me now. Now I'm even just thinking about, it. oh my gosh, more of me around? Holy cow. Not ever going to happen. But how can I take all these different areas of my life or how can you take all these different things that you are responsible for, that you are committed to in your life and put them to where you have this compartmentalized perspective on things to where you can say this fits in this block, this one fits over in this block, and if I cross over, that's just not going to happen anymore. Have you ever heard that advice? I think I have. It's ridiculous because it makes no sense 
because then that means that it's almost like you're now multiple personality guy or girl and you're trying to go after these different things, but they have nothing to do with each other. And the only commonality with all of those is you. Now, did you hear what I just said? I said the only commonality is you across all these things that you're responsible for, a part of, go after, whatever, family, work, church, social groups, whatever you have, all these things, the only commonality is you. So what do you think that should be? There's a lot of gurus out there that will say, oh, you need to find balance. Have you ever asked them the question, well, what does that mean? What does it look like? Have you ever gotten a real answer in some of these things? Because I've asked this question and I remember times in my life to where I did not have what I felt was a balance. And I'm going to use that word for now because that's what I was going after in that time period. When I started independent consulting and then transitioned into founding Reach Out Technology, I was working my butt off. I was doing a whole bunch of different things, just saying, hey, I'm laying the groundwork, laying the groundwork. I got to put in the time, put in the time. And I would get things from a lot of people around me saying, oh my gosh, you're never home, man. What, what are you doing? You know, you got to find this balance in your life. You can't neglect your family. You can't neglect your friends. You can't get sick. You, you know, you got to take a look at your health too. So th- there's all these things that you start to feel these pressures weighing in on you and this term balance pushes in at your core and says that, hey, what you're doing and how you're doing it is wrong somewhere because everything you're looking at seems like it's just so f- fragile, like it's going to break next week. It's just this egg that's about to roll off the counter and it's going to crack You're juggling these things and you might drop one soon because you don't have balance. Or you ever hear this one, you have too many things in the air or you have too many irons in the fire. You have to find some kind of balance. Maybe do this one for a while and then move on to the next thing. Once you get this one accomplished, then move on to the next thing. Well, what if you want to achieve both at the same time? What do you do? And you've got these two driving forces in your life. So family is super important to me. My kids are amazing. My wife is awesome. Wonderful just to, and so grateful just to be a part of the family that I have. And you're like, well, you created that family, man. Well, yes, but you know what? They stick around, which is awesome. (laughs) You know, even through my craziness, sometimes they they stick around. I mean, I'm, I'm traveling right now where I'm recording this episode here. And this summer I did like I said, 17 or 18 TV episodes. I've spoken in a lot of places this year, like the NASDAQ market site, Harvard Club of Boston. I just spoke at Coca-Cola in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. I've got more speaking engagements coming up at Mercedes and West Point Military Academy. I mean, I I do a lot and I've got a good team to take care of the day-to-day for me while I'm going after all these things and really talking to everyone in the world and saying, hey, this is what my life looks like. But I heard something just under a week ago And this was an old social group that I used to be a part of. And there was a a dude who's still a really good friend of mine who came up. He's like, man, he's like, I I just, I hear people talk about you all the time, you know, because you're doing so much. I'm like, well, that's cool. I'm kind of used to it. I'm in the public eye. There's a lot of people that talk about me. He's like, no, these are people that, you know, you used to be around all the time. And, you know, they're saying, you know what, Jaina, who's my wife, they're like saying, she's going to leave him. She's going to leave Rick. He's never home. He's doing all these things and going after what he wants to go after with no concern uh, of how she's doing. And first off, whatever, 
you know, a lot of times that would bother me in the past when people do this because it's not to the point to where I want them to think better of me. I just feel that they might not be able to hear my message because of something that I might be doing. So it, their idea is, though, is that I don't have balance. Then they have to pull up a mirror in front of themselves. And they have to take a look at things. And most of these people have insecurities because I've never been divorced. I've been married over 17 years. Have three kids, awesome kids. I've had extremely successful businesses. Almost everything that I touch is successful. And the only reason for that is because I'm all in and I don't go after things as a half job. I don't go after things only part of the way. I go after things all the way. I'm all in with everything that I do. It's, it's a big difference. When failure is not an option, when failure is never something that you, that you seek after, you're going to achieve the end result that you're going to, going to go after. But the, the failure thing, you know, even though you say, hey, it's not an option, it still happens. You are always going to fall on your face. And that's the part that a lot of these groups that say, oh, he's not balanced in his life. He doesn't have the right components or the priorities in place. Oh, my God, that, that word priorities. that You've got to get your priorities straight. Have you ever heard that? You've got to get your priorities straight, Rick. You've got to learn what's important. You're putting things above things that are important right now. You've got to rework your life. You've got to figure it out. Well, what about you, man? If you take a look at what's in my life, you know what? Things are going pretty good. Now, this past year, I'm going to I'm going to tell you this and be completely transparent with you. This past year, my marriage has been the toughest part of my marriage that I've ever had because of all this. Now, I went from 0 to 60 way faster than the purple Lambo that I was driving a couple weeks ago this year and going into all these public appearances because I, I grasped onto this vision that I had and I just went after it. And it was a big change for my family, huge change. And to where it started to look like even within my own house that all I was caring about was myself. And I started noticing that because when, when there's an issue usually with a relationship that you have, it's typically not the other person that has to change. It's always you that has to change. And I'm not even going to say that things were out of balance in my life because balance is stupid. My life was unintegrated. Integration versus balance. When I took a step back, zoomed out, looked at what I was doing, I started thinking, you know what? Why in the world this year, am I going after all this stuff on my own? Because in previous successes in my life, that was never the case. I was always sharing those portions of what my life was, because everybody has their own stuff. Even if you're married, or if you, you know, you're in a great relationship with, with somebody, or even if you just have friends or, or your social group, you have these interactions with people to where they want to typically know what's going on in your life and they they want to be happy for you if they're genuine friends if they don't dive into their own insecurities because a lot of people will just see you doing great and say oh man that's awesome that you're doing so good but you know what i i don't know if that's going to go very far or you know why are you spending so much money on this and going after this or why in the world do you seem like you're putting this one thing above everything else in your life when I take a look back at this past year, 
it was different than previous years in my life because I had always included my family, included my friends in everything that I was doing. You know, even if that's just in conversations, sharing my stories, sharing the, the, the rises, the falls. So I, I zoomed out and I took a look at this and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I did a couple of TV appearances now. This was maybe May or June. There is no reason why over the summer when my kids are off school that I can't bring one of them along. Uh, for the past three years, something I've done, I started this as kind of a tradition, is that my family loves Disney World, and of course I have young kids, but I don't think that's ever going to change. I mean, if you, if you don't go, I hear people say all the time, adults will say, you know what, it's Disney World. Why would I want to go there? Have you ever heard of Food and Wine Festival at Epcot? Yeah, there's no rides. There's just amazing food and amazing drinks in 40 different countries. That is a reason to go. You say, oh, well, you know, all the Mickey stuff. Well, you know what? When they have a, a, you know, a booth for Poland and you can have some of the most delicious gnocchi you could ever possibly enjoy in your entire life or a pierogi, why would you not want to go there? Even if you see Mickey, who cares? You're eating your pierogi. You're happy. You're drinking wine. You're happy. It's Disney. We're staying at, a, I'm going here in a couple weeks with my family. We go try to go every January because it's great. Get out of the coldness of Chicago and go down to Florida. Just be in warm climates. This year we're staying at Bay Lake Tower, which is right by the Magic Kingdom. First time we've ever stayed there. And the whole reason we're staying there is just because it's new. It's awesome. But behind that in the lake, away from the Magic Kingdom, is parasailing. That's something we're going to be doing. There is everything under the sun that you could possibly think of within the Disney World Resort, and I can't speak enough of it because it's just awesome. And you know what? Squirrel! Squirrel! I don't remember where I was and what I was talking about with integration, but okay, here we go. We're back on track now. Now my brain's with me again. We have this tradition that I established three years ago where I said, you know what? I want to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with my kids. And this is something I've always done since the moment my twins were born 11 years ago, almost 12 years ago now, to where I would want to take each of them out individually and just spend some one-on-one -on -one time with them because it's amazing. You get them on their own and they will talk your ear off. They will tell you anything that's on, your mi on their minds. And all you have to do is just sit there and listen. And there's opportunities to interject advice. Or my son will even say, how do you come up with this stuff, Dad, uh, so quickly and on the fly? I'm like, dude, I've been doing this for 20 years. It's just how it is. And you know what? I've also fallen on my face enough to know <laughs> that there's things maybe you should not do. So I'm trying to help you from those. It's ultimately your decision. You know, I, I don't control you. You're not a puppet. I can just point you in the right direction and hopefully you go that way. But then you make your own path too. I've always done this with all of my kids, all three of them. Until three years ago, I said, you know what? We do this around home. Why don't I do this away too? Why don't I travel with each of them one-on-one? -on -one? So I just said, you know what? For, we'll do Disney because we all have annual passes there because we're part of the Disney Vacation Club. It's cost-effective for me. It's really just flights and staying someplace, so I don't have to worry about tickets. I get 20% off on all the food there because of my memberships and all that. Let's go there. They're going to enjoy it. Started out with my daughter when she was seven, and she flew by herself. 
see, I wrap this around a business trip, which is what you have to do, and then you can write the whole thing off, thanks to my friend Rondi Lambeth, who is also going to be a guest on my show at some point in time. And my daughter, at the age of seven, flew by herself on Southwest. I, I was at a conference, and she comes down there to meet me. It was a fun experience just seeing her walk off the plane. And Southwest, by the way, I'm not a huge fan of that airline, but their unaccompanied minor program is insane. It's the best that's out there. What happens with this unaccompanied minor program, one of the guardians or caretakers, whatever, takes the minor to the airport. There's going to be a link on this for on my site too because this is great for kids. You know, I don't think there's a too young of an age to start doing this with your kids because now my, my kids, ever since the beginning, are like pro flyers. Took my twins to Disney World the first time when they were three years old. We had one rule, no diapers and no stroller. So we waited until they could fulfill those two requirements, and then we took them there. And, you know, whatever. We needed to go back to the resort for a nap in the afternoon. No big deal. But I see all these parents walking around in Disney pushing strollers full of sleeping kids. And it's like, what's the point? Why do that? All the money you spend to come here, and a lot of times it's hard-earned cash. You know, it's people that have been saving for years to bring their kids there, and then they're just pushing around a sleeping kid. So there you go. No diapers, no strollers, easiest way to travel with kids. Seven years old, my daughter flies by herself to meet me. I meet her. We have an awesome five days. Just her and I, I've got great pictures. I even threw in something a little special because she loves animals. She's wanted to be a vet for many years. So one of the days, I said, listen, we're going to go somewhere, rented a car. She had no idea where we were going. And I took her to the Clearwater Marine Aquarium, which is about a 90-minute drive from, from Orlando. And she got to pet the dolphins that were there just on the... On the, on the platform, she got to meet Winter, which was from one of the Disney movies, actually. She loved the, the movie. I can't remember the name of it right now. But the, these were true story rescue dolphins that were there, and she got to hang out with them. I, I've got this picture around. She still has this photo of us up on her uh, dresser in her room, you know, because it's one of the best memories that she has. And I did that with my daughter when she was seven. I did that with her twin brother a year later when he was eight. And then by the time it got around to the following year after that, then my youngest son turned seven years old, which was the same age as my daughter, and that's when I took him by himself also. So I'm starting to look at all these things in retrospect in my life and thinking in the middle of the summer, what can I do differently? What can I change so that my family feels like they're a part of what's going on, so that they're included? Like, you know, I'm just going to take them all one by one. So that's what I do. My daughter comes first, I go through the same patterns again. Then her twin brother, then my youngest son. They got to come into TV studios with me. My daughter was offered a spot on a show in Miami, Florida, on this nationally syndicated show that goes into 108 million homes. That's one of the shows that I was on. It's It was an amazing show, great people. They haven't launched the show yet, but it was almost like a lifestyle show for kids. And they were saying, she can do anything. What does she like to do? I'm like, well, she loves to bake. I mean, every time I come home now, she, th this girl is awesome. Instead of playing on an iPad or something, she will turn on the British baking show on Netflix and binge watch that thing. And then suddenly there is this chocolate cake sitting on the counter, a really, really freaking delicious chocolate cake. Or I come home from work on a random day and there's this 
pumpkin cake with cream cheese ice cream just sitting there. Oh my gosh, it's insane. This girl can bake and she's only 11 because she watches these shows and she just starts trying things. But it's like, well, you could do this. Well, yeah, that's perfect. She could come on and she could go through a, re a recipe, almost like a kid's baking or cooking segment. Awesome. That's going to come out. Then I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico with Casey Messer. She's on like the... She's on The Real Real with DirecTV, and she has a, a lot of fun shows. She's an influencer for Nordstrom. She's a, a really, really just cool person and a mom. And I bring my son into the studio with me, and we record three segments in a row there. And we're just talking with my son in between segments. She's like, you know what? You're pretty cool, and your dad's awesome, too. You know, I think next time when your dad comes back, you're going to come with, and we're going to put you on air, too. So figure out what you want to talk about. And it... These are opening up opportunities, and I've talked before about laying the groundwork, the foundation for your kids. I go after what I go after, first of all, in service to anybody that's around me because I need to serve people, but second, I need to build a legacy for my kids and their kids so that they can jump into anything that they might want to go after and think that anything, as long as it's within their skill sets, can be accomplished. No idea is too crazy. You've got to just grab things and go after it all in. And that's what they're seeing me do. I mean, who else has their, what percentage of people has their mug, their face plastered 70 feet tall on the NASDAQ Jumbotron in Times Square? There's not many people that can say that. That's a big deal. That was something that I was super grateful for to have the opportunity this year when I spoke there to have that right before my book launch. It, it was amazing. A fun experience, just telling stories. That's all I did because everybody loves to hear stories. Then my youngest son, he comes with me too. So all three of my kids got to be exposed to this world that I'm living in now in media and coaching and speaking. All of them got to see their dad in action. But even more importantly, my wife is coming with me on these things for this event that I'm getting ready to do this coming year and these planning sessions, making some great new friends. And she's able to be a part of it. I've got a mastermind uh, connection meeting coming up here in a couple of weeks in Sarasota, Florida with a new mastermind that I'm going to be joining here. And she's going to be with there too. So she's right there in lockstep with me and knows exactly what's going on. Take a look back at, at what I did. did. Did I change any of my rhythms? Did I, did I stop doing anything that I was currently doing? Or, or did I just say, you know what? That's not something I can really go after right now because I don't have the time, more so because I don't have the balance. If I do that, it's going to throw things out of whack. No, I changed nothing about my goals, my vision, the destination, the milestones. What I did is integration. I grabbed what was important to me and I broke down the walls of the compartments in my life and said, just come on in, spill over. Everything can spill over into, into the one next door because everything has everything to do with what is right next to it. And my family is just having an awesome time. I go to, I go to parent-teacher conferences for my kids, and they're all super short. They're like two to three minutes, and they think, you know, everyone says, oh, you know, your, your kids are just so great. You know, there's nothing that we have to say bad about them. And I'm thinking, well, I'm biased, but hey, I know. I know they're pretty awesome. They do great things. They, they achieve really, really solid grades, and 
My daughter is in drama club. My son was voted, they're in sixth grade. My son was voted student ambassador by his peers. So he's almost the representative of his sixth grade class. Any guests that come in, you know, like a police officer to speak, he's the one that greets them in the office and escorts them to where they're going to speak. So he's really in the spotlight with a lot that he does. I mean, it's almost like a mini version (laughs) of what I do. It's really fun to see these things. But do I think they would have gone after this stuff? If they wouldn't have seen me, I mean, in person doing a lot of these things, I, I don't think so. They, they might have, but maybe not as fast as they're doing right now. They're going to be light years ahead of, of a lot of other kids because they can see what's possible. And even more importantly, because I didn't say that work is its own thing for me. What I do in business is its own thing. And this is my work life. And then I have my family life. No, I have one life. I have an integrated life. Everything has everything to do with everything. Did you like the three E's? (laughs) Let it all spill over. Let it look like a jumbled mess on a piece of paper. And for some uh, of those who like to plan and have these linear thought patterns, I get it. It might freak you out because you're not able to have everything in its own spots. But let it shake you up a little. Let it freak you out a little bit and see what it does for you because you'll be able to say, hey, I just have one life and it's an integrated life. Balance is stupid. Balance says that I'm going to have these areas, these compartments in my life and one doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the other because I have set time blocks for these things. I go to work between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. And then when I get home, I'm home. I don't have work that I do at my house, you know, and that might be the, the case for, I don't know, maybe somebody that's in the restaurant business. That's cool. You can't really serve people food when you're sitting around at home, <laughs> you know, but if you're a restaurant manager, you're getting those calls. Hey, you know what? Fryer number three won't turn on. What do I do? And you just have to have this integration between those things because something like that could totally disrupt the rhythms that you have at home. If the, the right modes and atmosphere is not set. And we go on a lot of vacations because I work my butt off and I go places and I work when I go places on quote unquote vacations. I am still working. I don't work as much, but I am still working because there's always things that I have to do. There's always something that will come up or I'm planning on having something accomplished by a certain date. So I can't just stop what I'm doing just to go away and have some fun, but I'm integrating you know, I talked about my daughter when we went to, when I took her down to uh, Miami, Florida, actually, she went with me first to Sacramento, California, to uh, ABC out there. And then from there, it was pretty awesome because they bumped up. This is the world of TV. None of your dates are ever set in stone. If you, even if you have confirmations from TV studios that say, I have your call time at 8 a.m. on Tuesday, what will happen is what happened to me where they said, you know what? You got bumped for some major nationwide thing that we're going to bring in a guest on on Tuesday, so you need to come Monday. Like, all right. So now I'm doing a weekend show in Sacramento, and I'm thinking, I don't really have (laughs) any time. I had a day in between for travel before. Now I don't. So what do I need to do? We rent a car to fly from or to drive from Sacramento to San Francisco. My daughter got to see the Golden Gate Bridge because we were right by it. As we drove to that airport there, she got to see some amazing sights. And by the way, the, the 
the greenery, the, the landscape of California is just amazing. You know, everyone thinks that it's just all beaches because that's what everybody thinks about LA, San Francisco, San Diego, all of that. But inland a little bit is just absolutely beautiful, amazing green mountains. And driving through all that was just fantastic. It's not something that I do very often. I don't really like road trips. At least this was about only 90 minutes. It was only an hour and a half drive. So I could, I could tolerate that. But that way we could catch a nonstop flight to Miami, like a coast-to-coast flight to go there to make it by that next morning. I had an 8 o'clock call time in Sacramento, California. And then the very next day, because I was bumped up, I had an 8 o'clock call time 24 hours later in Miami. That's a hectic schedule. But what that did is it allowed for a pretty awesome opportunity because after that, that same week, I had, that was Monday when I had to be in Miami for the TV show there, I had to go up to uh, Boston, Cambridge, because I was speaking at Harvard that coming uh, the end of that same week. So that was Monday when I finished at 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, you're on there. The segments are five minutes. That, that's it. You're done. You say hi to people, you talk to them, and then your daughter gets invited to come on their show. Cool. Yay. Now that that show was pushed up, I had two days of just nothing, really almost three. So, you know, let's rent another car. So we rent a car and we drive from Miami to Orlando and just head out to Disney for a couple days. Another awesome time just with her. You know, so you talk about vacations and how it's got to be completely separate from things. That opportunity would not have come about if I would have said vacations are its own thing. You know what? I've got I've to speak at Harvard here in a couple of days. Sorry, I've just got to keep plugging through. We don't have time because there's no time for a real vacation. And someone might think, oh, what's a, what's a three-day vacation? That's not a vacation. Whatever. It's downtime. And even better, my daughter's with me. It's squashed in between, sandwiched in between these two work events. But whatever. So while we're there, you talk about integration. Well, I am talking about integration. I'd get up in the morning, I'd work out, then I'd do some work. I'd get about three hours done, and then we'd eat. I always rent a villa because it's amazing. Here's a tip. They come with kitchens. Most places now for Whole Foods or Amazon Prime now, they will deliver food to your villas. No matter where you go, if the resort destinations you've got that available to you. So every morning, and it's a great way to save dollars too while you're around, but even more importantly for me, it's better than eating out all the time while you're away because now you can cook your own food and eat just like you do at home. I would cook us breakfast, I'd do some work, then we would leave around lunchtime, go out and just hang out for three days. It was awesome. Then I'd come back at night about eight o'clock or so, finish up a couple hours more worth of work and go to bed. We still got to spend Eight, nine, ten hours each of those three days, my daughter and I together, just us, not doing any work. But I still got work done and I was productive even being on this trip while having just insanely awesome downtime and time one-on-one with my beautiful little girl. I call her my little lady. I always will. I even ask her, hey, you know, is it okay that I call you my little lady even after you know you might be 25? Or, or 30, which of course to an 11 year old is like you're, you're on death's doorstep because you're, <laughs> oh, 30's old dad. No, I don't think so. Now they're like, oh, you don't look like you're 40. Well, no, because I treat myself right. I, I work out, I eat well. I've got a lot of energy because of all those things that I do. But my daughter, she's like, like this was a great time. you know. And this would not have happened if I didn't integrate 
work, and family in every other area of my life. Is that balance? No. <laughs> there's, there's, this is why I say balance is stupid because balance does not allow, compartmentalizing does not allow for these kinds of amazing things. So involve everybody that's important to you and everything that is important to you with what your passions are for yourself, with what your milestones and, and targets are in your own life. Let in the people that mean the most to you and then integrate every aspect of your life because balance is stupid. You need to integrate. After I figured some of this stuff out and realized that I needed to make some changes, what do you know? My wife decides that she wants to go see a coach and she figures out that she wants to coach other people because she has a passion to serve others as well. It's a common ground between the two of us. It's awesome. And she has this amazing heart for, for women, for single moms especially. And if I hadn't integrated and brought her to Hawaii, which is where I had this extreme speaker training this year, I had to go diving with sharks in the Pacific Ocean, and while I'm in this shark cage with hammerheads and, and tigers coming at me, I had to give a five-minute talk <laughs> in the middle of these extreme events. I had to give a five-minute talk when I'm up in a helicopter, you know, with, with all these distractions around. That was this extreme speaker training so that you could speak about anything, anywhere you want to, no matter what's going on around you. But at dinners, I mean, we, there was only six people that were part of this because it's an intimate group. You know, that way the, there's more time with the coach, with the mentor that's there. You know, my wife figures out that, hey, maybe I could do some of this stuff too. And even other people there are like, you should write a book about this. I mean, just a, about all the little things that you do as a mom every single day that could help everybody else. Who knows? Maybe I'll get, here, get her to record a podcast at some time here. Maybe she'll be my guest. That would be a lot of fun. But at the end of this, once I started to integrate those things, that just like my daughter, these opportunities and these realizations and these breakthroughs, even for my wife, would not have happened if I kept compartmentalizing everything this past year. Now, it was all new to me because I had never gone on this hectic of a crazy schedule before or had gone after this much. One reason I go after things this hard and go all in is because I was stupid sick a few years ago, almost died, and you start to reflect on things. I was pretty happy with my life and what I accomplished, but I kept thinking, you know what? I think I've done a lot of good this far in my life, but you know what? I've got a lot more good to do. There's a lot more that I can accomplish for other people, a lot more people that I can serve throughout the next 40, 50, 60 years of my life, even when I'm three digits old. You know, I think I can still do some good for people in this world. So I need to take a look forward in my life. I've been happy so far, but I need to accelerate the pace. Even though everyone's like, holy cow, you, you are just insane at what you go after. So, well, I don't think it's enough yet. You know, so now th this new pace, this accelerated pace this year was something new for me that I had to figure out how to integrate my family into what I was doing and have them be a part of it. And because I learned to do that and broke down the walls and let everything spill over on, top, on top of each other, all these opportunities took place for my family individually, to, for their own personal growth, and even new directions to take their professional lives. Balance versus integration. You need to integrate, and balance is stupid. Here's the one thing for you for today that I want you to leave with. You can always take something else. It's always your responsibility to pull away something, but my one thing that I'm going to give you today 
is your first step that you need to take in order to allow integration across all areas of your life. One, stop listening to everyone else that says your priorities are out of whack. You need to have balance in your life. St every time someone says that, because that's what started to trigger with me, every time somebody said that, I was like, well, how can I? I go after so much stuff, I cannot start and stop the clock with everything that I go after or start and stop the clock on time I spend with my family. I can't designate three hours at night on Tuesday to say this is the time I'm going to hang out with my family. Are you kidding me? That's, that's degrading their role in my life. So anytime anyone says you got to make things priorities in your life or you have to find balance, just take that and say no I don't stop listening to them and realize that if they are telling you that though there might be some areas that are not integrated so take what they say not for how they're saying it but take it as just a nudge to say you know what they're wrong because they don't understand the right perspective you're supposed to have in this I'm not gonna punch a clock to spend time with my family and book time in my calendar to spend time with my family I would rather have them involved in every aspect of my life yeah, they have school, they have swimming, they have choir, they have everything else that they're going to do, but you know what, I attend those, I make sure I do. I, when I was pitching TV producers in, in Atlanta back in May, I flew home to be at my son's art show. He was selected by art teachers in high school when he was only in fifth grade to have his piece displayed. That was important to him. I flew back there and they had rescheduled me, pushed my time block out, so that I could fly back the very next day. It was like a, an 18 hour round trip <laughs> from Atlanta back to Chicago, then back to Atlanta again to continue pitching TV producers. But that's still integrating them into my life. But I was able to go back and talk with my son and say, dude, this is what I got. I landed six shows just, uh, just last night and yesterday. And we got to share and spend some time together. I got to see his art. That's integration. This is not punching a clock. So the one thing you need to take away is when somebody tells you, you need to adjust your priorities, you need to find balance, tell them to go pound sand because they don't understand that they have issues in their lives with integration too, but use that to take a zoom out and look at where things are not allowed to spill over in your life and break down those walls and let everything intermingle and become a part of the whole of who you are. Hey, thanks for going all in with me. Subscribe to the show so you get all the newest episodes every Monday. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. Share the episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message.